This is the Strip Sack Dualcast. I'm the Huck. And I'm the Fat Man. All right, Thursday's recap here. Philadelphia 22, uh, New York 21. Uh, this game was the worst game I ever watched, the biggest circus game I've ever watched, and a really good game at the end. Um, Danny Dimes had this wide open run, and he got tackled by a couple of ghosts. I don't know what happened there. It was a blade of grass. Come on, he's white. He can't run. Yeah, but then Carson Wentz goes and performs pretty well and gets his 10th comeback of his career. That's all I have. Yeah, the other thing was that the turnover by the Giants right before the half. That kind of took away a scoring opportunity. Lucky for them, the Eagles couldn't capitalize, or the game probably would have been a little more lopsided. Maybe we wouldn't be laughing as hard at Danny Dimes tripping over a blade of grass. He's lucky he scored on, on, the, on that drive where we would have had some comedy gold. And then, you know, at the end of the game, that big third down drop by Ingram, that kind of – that settled it right there. Philly was getting the ball back. He knew they were taking over. Oh, yeah. All right, Hawk. So we're going to get into some BS. You know what I want to talk about? What's that? To a time in Miami. Hell, hell yeah. Yeah, we were both completely wrong on this. <laughs> yeah, you know, we kind of talked about it. We knew Fitz was playing well, and then he just, hey, Flores, Flores comes out and says, we're, we're going with Tua, baby. Uh, so obviously, as a Dolphins fan, I'm super excited. You know, I, I haven't been this excited since I was a little kid watching Dan Marino sling the rock around, so... I wasn't high on uh, Tannehill, so now I finally got something to look forward to. Yeah, uh, um, I think that – I think Tua is going to be a, a good fit. I'm just worried that he doesn't play well, and then it's like you have to stick with him. You know, you, you can't just pull him out, pull him back in. This can't be the Jameis Winston Fitzpatrick in Tampa Bay. No, you, yeah, you, once you put him in, you got to let him go or you're going to hurt his confidence. That's that's never good for a young quarterback. Um, mm. But – that same thing, you know, Fitz has always been realistic day one, since day one. Hey, I'm just a placeholder. I'm keeping the seat warm for this guy, knowing he's going to eventually take his job. I know he came out and said, you know, he, he's kind of heartbroken the way it happened because he was having such a good year. But we've seen this with Fitz before. He plays real hot, then he gets real cold, and next thing you know, the team's dumpster fire. Uh, I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, they're they're 3-3. Three and three. They're game and a half – behind in their division. I mean, this might be the right move. I mean, I can't wait to see him play. I really can't. You know, he's a gunslinger, and he's got some wheels. Yeah, I'm going to say he's, he's, he's the next Russell Wilson. No, 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 no. He's going to be better than Russell Wilson. Yeah, okay. Good job, man. Yep. <laughs> Great analytical comparison right there. All right, two well, for two. Talk, he's going to well, be the next Russell well, Wilson. Well, well, here, let's talk about something. In college, he had a 69% completion completion percentage. He threw 87 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. That's better than Trevor Lawrence, and everybody's jizzing in their pants over Trevor Lawrence coming out next year. Yeah, so, so for Wilson's career, he has 102.4 I mean, quarterback rating. And what does Tua have? <laughs> zero. Okay. Well, he might, be, he might be like 90 with two for two, but still, regardless, regardless – He's got eight years of experience. Let Tua play for a couple of years, and then let's make this comparison. Hey, he's – hey, Russ. Homer. He's, hey, Russ, he's coming. He's coming. Face, neck, and chest. Yeah, we'll see. Pick your place. Mm. <laughs> I, think so, that's no, I think that's enough rubbing Tua, huh? I don't know. Do you, do you, how do you think they're going to finish? Like, do you think that – you think they're going to be better with Tua? Do you think that he's going to have some growing pains? I think there's going to be there's going to be growing pains. There's growing pains with every young quarterback. But we're watching Joe Burrow come out and light it up, play well. Justin Herbert's blown up, playing well. 
you know, even Jalen Hurts is getting some time there in Philly on some trick plays. You'd have to think that, like, maybe in practice the guy is playing extremely well and, you know, the coaches are just sitting there like, you know, we got to give him a shot, you know. Because that's kind of like how Aaron Rodgers was sure, like Brett Favre was there and he was always telling people, oh, I'm going to retire and then show up the week before the season starts and he doesn't retire. But you have to think that in practice, Aaron Rodgers might have been out playing and maybe it's the same case here. Maybe. And, you know, the mantra in Miami was tank for Tua. Tua went down. Miami plays a little better during the season. They end up with a fifth pick. You know, Burrow just goes off. And, you know, Miami still got their guy. I'm definitely excited for him. He had a great career in college. All right. Uh, Taylor Lewan goes down for the Titans. How important do you think that is? I think it's super important. You know, Ryan Tannehill, I've never been a big Tannehill fan. He, he's, he's playing well in Tennessee. Got a second chance, second win. He probably got the shitty end of the stick down there in Miami. I don't know. But I know from watching him for years, Tannehill has a tendency to fumble. He doesn't feel the pressure coming. And we've seen it last weekend. J.J. Watt was all up in his business. So I think with the left tackle out, you're going to have no – matter, no matter who comes in, it's going to be a massive drop-off from Luan to whoever, whoever fills that spot. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the left tackle. So now you're going to have a young guy in there that is not going to play up to that standard. They're going to have to slide somebody over, give him a little bit of help. They're going to have to look at doubling guys on that side. I think Tannehill's going to feel some pressure come from the backside. And I won't be surprised if you see him cough the ball up a couple times. You know, the thing about the left tackle position is that it is the best position on the field that no one talks about. You right. Know, the, there's going to be guys screaming at him on the edge because this guy's just, you know, hopefully the guy that's coming in is going to, you know, pick these, you know, pick this up. And you're right. right. Someone's going to have to slide over. They're going to have to help him. Um, Jan Hill isn't too bad in the pressure, though. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying that it's going to hurt, but it's not going to, it's not going to keep this team from being the best team in the league, I think. Well, my knock on Tannehill is he has he doesn't have very good pocket presence, very good pocket awareness, I should say. So I I don't know. I, I think he might get smacked around a little bit. I think Tennessee's offensive line is definitely better than what he had in Miami. And I think Derrick Henry helps a lot because you're gonna be able to run the ball and you're gonna be able to back, you know. Yeah, that's probably not, what... the guys aren't gonna be able to pin their ears back and come after the quarterback. That's probably what helped them in the begin with, you know, they give the rock to Henry, you know, they gives a lot of pressure off of uh, Tannehill. You know, you get set up for the play action pass. You know, you don't really need, uh, you don't really need to sling the rock 40 times with Tannehill. No, so probably the best back in the league. Right. And like I said, I, I could talk shit about Tannehill for days, but he's a pretty good quarterback right now in Tennessee. So. Yep. Most game winning drives in the last two years. It was impressive. All right. Yeah. Um, DK has been compared to some of the great wide receivers that's played the game as of late. I just really feel like people need to pump the brakes right now. You know, I think DK's playing great, and I absolutely love watching this guy play. But, you know, at the same time, let's let this kid develop a little bit. Let's let the career unfold. Let, let's let's see what he does in a couple of years before we put him in the same topic as, you know, Calvin Johnson. So I, I – we, we've had conversations off, off to the side where, uh, you know, I like DK. Big, strong, physical guy, just a dominating presence. Um, but I, I looked up some interesting stuff earlier today, and uh, – it, there was a catch percentage 
So his his catch percentage is 56.4. So comparing him to other greats, I picked Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, Chris Carter, Larry Fitzgerald, Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss. Um, the guy who actually has the lowest under that is Calvin Johnson. Yeah, he, he's 55.7. And then the highest is Julio Jones. That's kind of crazy to me when, when you think about it, you know. Yeah, uh, you, maybe his catch percentage was so low, though, because he didn't have great quarterbacks throwing the ball, you know, until Stafford came around. I mean, he's not a great quarterback. He's good. But, you know, that's probably where the drop-off is there for Calvin. Like, Julio's had Matt Ryan. Jerry Rice has had Steve Young and, and uh, wow, Joe Montana. <laughs> I, I, I think Calvin Johnson had Matt Stafford his entire career. No, he had like John no. Kitna and a couple other guys. Yeah. The the yep. other the other crazy thing I found DK actually has the highest yards per target, at right around thirteen. Yeah. Every, right. Everybody everybody else is sitting around eight. Julio's next in line with about ten yards per target. That's the thing that's impressive to me this year: twenty two and a half yards per reception. This guy's a bona fide deep threat, and you know he's also pretty clutch. Definitely clutch. You know, he had two fourth down catches, one to win the game against Minnesota. Like I said, I think, he, I think he's phenomenal. It's just, you know, I, I think I'd much rather him be compared to a career like, you know, maybe even Antonio Brown or DeAndre Hopkins or Odell Beckham. You know, let's look at, look at Odell Beckham's career right now. Like, he's not putting up the same numbers as he originally was, and we all thought he was going to be, you know, the most dominant wide receiver we've seen since – you know, since Randy. I think as long as DK stays with Russell Wilson, we'll be fine. Yeah, that you have to think that that's definitely the main contributor to, you know, how well he's doing. Well, not, even, just, not even the main, but at least at least more than half of the contribution is he's got a great quarterback throwing him the ball. Well, the, the, receivers, the receivers are only useful if there's somebody getting the ball to him, right? Yeah, you got a point. So, I mean. It, Unless you're Calvin they, Johnson. They, they help each other out. They're hand in hand. Uh, what's your Megatron? But I like compare. Honestly, I think the closest comparison is Terrell Owens, who had a pretty good career. Their catch percentage is around the same. Their yards per target's about the same. Their their forty time DK blows them out of the water. But yeah, DK's quick. Yeah, he's a yeah. he's like he runs a four three three. Uh, the at only six guy six foot three. <laughs> yeah, the only guy quicker than him that I looked up was Randy Moss at a four point two five. So yeah, it's the, impressive. The guy's again, as long as he stays healthy, the guy's going to be a beast. Yeah. You know, a leg injury could, could really hurt when you're a wide receiver. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Antonio Brown has been like rumored to be looked at by the Seahawks. There's like a small rumor about the Ravens. Where do you think he'll go? I hope he stays at home on the couch. <laughs> and t- look, Antonio, hey, he can come on the podcast. He could be our guest. He, he could sit down with us every week. But I don't – my problem with Antonio is he's a great talent. He just doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. He just doesn't know when to shut up. He keeps doing stupid shit off the field, and he needs – whatever rejects he's hanging out with, he needs to stop hanging out with them because they're, they're getting inside his head. They're pumping his head up. You see him, come, you know, a couple years ago at Pittsburgh coming out with the, the Hulk Hogan dyed mustache, like – Come on, dude, you're a football player. And these guys are just sitting around pumping up his head. Hey, you're Antonio Brown. You can get away with anything. Well, I guess not. You know, he, you know, slapped some dude around in a moving truck. He's in 
trouble with like two or three chicks. Like, come on, dude, get your head right. You don't even think about football until your head's right. You and, know, and and my comparison for him, anybody out there who's watched the boys on Prime, I compare him to the deep. He's just he's just a mess. You you know I think it's I think it's crazy that there are teams that are still really interested in him. You know even that like that short stint with the Patriots. You know he caught a touchdown. He got four first downs in that game. You know he he looked pretty good in that one game with the Patriots. You know, sure, Tom was throwing the ball, but against Miami. <laughs> yeah, how's that feel <laughs> but no i mean things a I, think bit. It's, I think it's crazy um i definitely don't think antonio should come to seattle i think the chemistry with russell and the receivers just need to stay where it's at i feel like i feel like wide receiver is definitely not a position that seattle needs to improve on you know something else maybe you know a defensive lineman would be great but i mean i definitely don't think they need antonio i i honestly would like to see him you know Maybe Minnesota, uh, the Patriots, or even like go back to the Raiders, right or wrong. You know, you messed that I, up big time. Go play with Derek Carr and prove everybody that you're for real about the NFL. I think if if Seattle made a move to bring him in, I think it's going to blow up the locker room. And I agree. I think Seattle needs to worry more about their defense than they do going and getting another wide receiver. Their offense is playing great. What do you need another receiver for? You know, yeah. look, look at what you need. What do you need it on the defensive side? Because they're they're a long way away from the the feared and revered defense they once were. Not that they're like I think they're sitting around. I think they're ranked around like fifteenth or something, which you know is more than half of the teams. But it's just not. It's just not what I what I'm used to seeing out of Seattle. It's, it's almost like if the Pittsburgh Steelers had a terrible defense one year, you know, it's kind of what they became known for. Yeah. I definitely want to see that defense improve. And we're going to, we're going to see it. Diggs and Jamal Adams are together. So I can't wait to see how the defense looks with them too. All right. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to roll into our Sunday picks for you guys. Uh, make sure you're keeping score last week. The Hawk beat up on the fat man a little bit, but that's all right. We're making a comeback. So, First game of the week, Cowboys-Washington. I like the Cowboys in this game. I know their defense is terrible, but I think Washington's even worse. Yeah, I got the Cowboys, too. I think Zeke learns how to hold on to the ball. All right, Bills at Jets. I got the Bills because the Jets suck. Yeah, I I took the Bills because Adam Gase. Up next is... Packers-Texans, I take the Packers. I think this is their revenge game. They're going to make up for that loss to Tampa Bay. Aaron Rodgers is going to come out, and he's going to play mad. Uh, I took the Texans in this game. I think this is a huge trap game for the Packers. I know they're going to be pissed off, but the Texans have played well two weeks in a row. They could have beat the Titans, who I feel is the best team in the league right now. And I think it's going to be the quarterback battle we wanted to see last week between Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. Uh, Browns at Bengals. I got the Bengals. They're at home. Um, I feel like Baker's going to find a way to help the Bengals win. I took the Browns. I, I think the opposite. I, I think Baker might straighten his ass out this week. <laughs> Up next, we have Lions-Falcons. I took the Falcons. They looked good last week. Matt Ryan played well. Julio played well. I just love me some Julio. <laughs> uh, I got the Falcons as well. I feel like this is the game to determine who the real Matty Ice is. All right. Jags at Chargers. Uh, Bosa is going to eat 
Gardner Minshew. So I'm picking the Chargers. I took the Chargers. I, I like Justin Herbert's been playing well, and Bosa's a monster. <laughs> Four, 49ers and Patriots. I like the 49ers in this game. Uh, I think, like I said last week, I, I think people are on what the Patriots are doing. All right. Uh, I got the Patriots in this game. I think Billy knows what Jimmy G is all about. You know, he's got one of the lowest yards per attempt in the league at five. And, uh, you know, what better team to stop the short passing game? All right. Chiefs at Broncos. I got the Chiefs. I feel like the Chiefs are just too balanced. Uh, Broncos got a nice win last week, but, you know, Chiefs, Chiefs are going to roll on this one. I like the Chiefs. I mean, come on. Who loses to the Broncos? Up right. next, we have Go ahead. Steelers, Steelers and Titans. I like the Steelers in this game. Uh, quick three reasons. We touched on at the beginning, Taylor Lewan injury. That's going to hurt the Titans. The Steelers' defense is pretty beastly. They got 24 sacks this year so far. Um, that's going to hurt Tannehill. Uh, the Steelers' rush defense is second in the league, so they stand a good chance at shutting down Derrick Henry. And, they, you know, the Steelers, they're smart. They're going to force Tannehill to beat them. Yeah, I got the Titans in this game at home. I feel like you got to feed Henry and slow down that pad, that that front seven. Uh, and, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, Ben is 21st in the league, you know, in average yards per attempt. So if they slow down that, that quick, short passing game of theirs, you know, force some three and outs, they're going to have the ball, win the time of possession war, you know. And Tannehill's got to get the ball out quick himself because Pitt is second in takeaways and first in sacks in the NFL. All right, Panthers at Saints. Uh, Michael Thomas is back for this game. You know, the Saints are fresh off that bye, and I just don't believe in Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore on the offensive side of the ball for the Carolina Panthers. I feel like Teddy B is just not going to be able to keep up with that Saints offense. So I'm taking the Saints. Uh, like you said, Michael Thomas should play this week, which is exciting. That should help Drew Brees out a lot in that passing attack. attack. Uh, the Saints are fifth in the league in points per game at 30.6. The Panthers, they're, they're scoring about 23 points a game with the advantage. And I, I feel like it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout one way or the other. It's going to be close. But in a close game, it comes down to scoring points on special teams. Well, here's something interesting. New Orleans, 100% on field goal attempts this year. Carolina, they're sitting at 88.9. That means you lost a game somewhere along the way, three points. So, again, advantage Saints. That's who I like. Buccaneers at Raiders. Uh, I took the Bucks. I mean, come on, Brady, go. Enough said. Uh, the Buccaneers' defense made the Packers and Aaron Rodgers look terrible. Derek Carr is good, but he's nowhere near as, nowhere near as good as Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, yeah, that, that's what I got on that one. What do you think? I got the Bucks as well. I mean, the Raiders might not have their entire offensive line for this game. Um, Tampa is second in the league in sacks, and I, I think the biggest story on this game is going to be goat-to-goat connection versus Carr and Waller. Um, I think this is going to be a much better game than, than most people will think. That's what I have on that. So, Sunday night game. It's going to be your favorite game we talk about. Seahawks oh, yeah. at Cardinals. Seahawks at Cardinals. What do you think? Safeties are back, and they're ready. Let Russ cook, and let's maintain a better time of possession in this game. 
I really feel like Russell's going to break out again. I'm thinking three or four TD passes. I'm thinking that uh, Kyler Murray is going to have to be a lot more efficiently. He's not going to be able to run around with Bobby Wagner in the, in the middle, spying him. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun contest. It always is against the Cardinals. I, I really do think Seattle is going to put up the points, though. So we're going to address this right. Anymore, anytime, somebody is going to say, Russ is cooking, you're going to address it like this. If you smell what Russ is cooking. Yeah, I mean, we saw Kyler Murray go 9 for 24 against the worst defense in the league. I don't trust that. I just don't. I just don't. Um, Seattle's defense isn't as good as it used to be, but, I mean, it's nowhere near as bad as Dallas is. Come on. And then – like we said earlier, DK Metcalf's out there looking like TO 2.0. So, yeah, I get the I, advantage to Seattle. I think this is going to be the week Seattle's defense kind of shows up. You know, they're, they're, they have 10 turnovers on the year. They're plus six on turnover differential. You know, we're going to see those safeties in the game. And uh, I really like the matchup between Bobby Wagner and a running quarterback. You got to think, Seattle practices against a running quarterback. <laughs> I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I, I, really, I really think the advantage is to the Seahawks here. The Cardinals are young. They're still figuring it out. And even though they mollywopped Dallas, they still look bad. I mean, how do you go nine for 24? That's bad. The That's fat bad, man bro. can come out there and sling it around better than that. <laughs> oh, man. You got, you got Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, and D-Hop. You got to complete more than nine, and you got Kenyon Drake coming out of the backfield. He can catch the ball sometimes. Right there, right there is easy four catches. Come on. I agree. You definitely have to be a little bit more efficiently, especially in this game. They're they're not going to let you go three and out twice. No, <laughs> and and still have a chance to be up in the game. It's not going to happen. I, I mean, Arizona's Arizona's got a pretty good defense. They do. It. I just don't. I don't I don't see how you stop Big Daddy Russ. All right. So before we sign off on here, I just got a question for you, fat man. Out of all these games, which one do you think is gonna be the best? Uh I, I'm looking forward to Steelers Titans. That's that's my kind of game. <sighs> Tennessee is gonna to try to run the ball and Pittsburgh's gonna try and punch him in the face. That's my kind of game. I, I think that's gonna be a good game too, but I honestly won't be surprised if the Texans-Packers is the best game of the week. I really feel like the Deshaun Watson, how well he played last week, you know, fortunately he got a loss, but he's got a lot of heart, and I just I just love watching him play. I think that it's going to be a pretty close game between those two. I just don't yeah. believe in that Packers defense. I think it's overrated. I mean, it might be. I like, you know, I like Deshaun Watson. I, I love J.J. Watt, but I just – Aaron Rodgers is, is magical. You know, he's right up there with Fitzmagic. He's up there with Fitzmagic? He's up there with Fitzmagic. <laughs> they're, they're the two wizards. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Fitz, Fitz and that great – too bad Aaron Rodgers can't grow a beard. All right, well, I think that's it for us. Yep, that's it. All right, well, you got anything to say? Nope. I'm the fat man. And I'm the hawk. I'll see you guys next time.